Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Wrestling Federation podcast, brothers and sisters, sisters and meesters. Yeah, Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast back again for episode thirty or season two, episode eight for One Tree Hill Land. Yes, I can't believe <laughs> we've done this thirty times now. I know, I'm it's pretty rad. Unbelievable! I am Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Kosker. And why do I put up with him? Well, you are the Ukrainian sensation. So it's a lot of things you have to put up with. Here's the thing. So on my conference call on Wednesday, I'm supposed to have a nickname for myself. Ukrainian sensation. I don't think Ukrainian sensation is like work appropriate how is that not you're ukrainian and you're a sensation just like i am the asian invasion i am asian and i invade people i invade people's ear holes with my voice every monday at 10 a.m pacific standard (laughs) time and you sensationalize ukrainians including their cooking all the time so how is you sensationalize ukrainians yes because ukrainians are sensational people that's fan- like really true and fantastic. Yeah. Of you to so say. what's wrong with being the Ukrainian sensation? You're Ukrainian and you're a sensation. It's just weird. I don't know if it'll fly and work. You what know. about EJK? Uh, you know, EJK, maybe. EJK. I never really had much of a nickname growing up except like at camp when I worked at camp. Stumbleina. It was Thumbelina. Stumbleina. Well, yeah, I tripped all the time, so they changed it to Stumbelina. So, yeah. Because you were at a Christian camp, brother. Not, and not an edging Christian camp, but an actual Christian Christian camp. Yeah. Yeah. We listened to Switchfoot. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most hardcore, probably, that we oh, got. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think I was listening to Slayer at that time. A far yeah. cry from what you were listening to. I mean, I was listening to the used. I just couldn't listen to it out loud. It was on my iPod. Right, right. My iPod classic. Yeah, an iPod classic. I had, and a, I was watching anime on it. So I had a Sansa Sandisk, four gigabyte. Yeah, I had one of those too. But then I upgraded to my thirty-something gigabyte iPod classic. Damn, I dude. needed more tunes. Four gigs did not cut it. Damn, dude. And that's 2005, dude. <laughs> but here we are in 1997 reviewing the May 11th WWF pay-per-view, Cold Day in Hell. What a great name for a pay-per-view that has Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Undertaker. 
cold yeah, day in hell. They both said it a lot. Yeah, so. but it's such a great name for for having that match as a main event. We are mm-hmm. here in Richmond, Virginia, not Richmond, British Columbia, dude, <laughs> but Richmond, Virginia, the old RVA down south. Holy shit, dude, 30 times, and 30 times I've now told people that you can follow us at treehillwf.podcast on the Insta and the TikTok, where you can see our TikToks of releasing our stickers, stickers, stickers. and our former guest, Mr. <laughs> Double J, J-U-S-T-I-N, is Double J, Justin Johnson, ain't he great? He is great because he is the first recipient of a Tree Hill Wrestling Federation sticker. So yes, major yes. props to him. Get to TikTok or Instagram at treehillwf.podcast. See the video. DMS if you want a sticker. $3.16. Quite fitting price for our stickers. And you can also listen to us on all streaming services, including Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast all the podcasts <laughs> what my brain doesn't work anymore i'm growing a baby okay very true <laughs> not stitcher not stitcher rest in peace rest rest in peace stitcher they're done yeah officially officially Gonzo. if you try and go on stitcher it'll redirect send you, you to pandora <laughs> who the fuck wants that dude may 11th 1997 Thank you for joining us once again on Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast, part of the Johnners Podcast Network. Hit us up on all the socials. Once again, May 11th, cold day in hell. Oh boy, this is uh, this is some pay-per-view here out of the RVA. And originally we had an Owen and Bulldog and Legion of Doom, Spiky Dino Bros, tag team title match scheduled for this show. With Kim Cattrall? <laughs> Kim Cattrall on the outside, of course, is their manager. <laughs> uh, She'd be good at that, actually. She's the new Paul Ellering. She would be great at that, honestly. But for some reason, pulled off the show. I would assume drugs. Hawk probably makes sense. Either way, we're not getting that match. That would explain the unhinged <laughs> promos that he gives. <laughs> Holy fuck, bro. A sweaty pile of raw sweat socks. <laughs> yeah, that... If- <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah. Hawks from another planet. Pretty sure, bro. Hawks unreal. Drugs. <laughs> Drugs are a thing, dude. Especially with him. But we don't get that match, so we get a couple different matches in its place. And at first, oh, why do they have to open a show with fucking Flash Funk? Pimp Daddy, no hose. Pimp Daddy, no hose. The hose. Where the hose? So I was like. The hoes are out hoeing. They can make more money on the street than in the <laughs> arena tonight. But no, turns out the hoes yeah. were scared of China. Oh. China. 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 People think I don't like China. I love China. China. China is the new China, by the way. China. 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 I deal with China. 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 Big league. China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. China, China. How can you not love China? Did you see Donald Trump's fucking mugshot? Yeah. Ah, oh, my God. China, China is here. 
And that's the reason why uh, Funkettes aren't here right now. Not yeah. because they couldn't get over the border to South Africa or Canada. They're just not allowed in any other countries. And I'm feeling that the reason why they couldn't get into Canada when they had that Toronto Skydome show is because Bret Hart petitioned and made sure that they could not get in the country. Did he actually? Probably not. But Uh knowing Bret, he doesn't want any Americans in his country. The greatest country in the world, Canada. He's allowed in the USA? Because he's Bret Hart and he can do whatever the hell he wants. Fucking apparently. Shut the fuck up, Bret. <laughs> but no hoes here. I think they're probably working the street, maybe five corners, uh, downtown Chilliwack, somewhere around there, maybe oh uh, Wellington God. Avenue or maybe even Bull. Ooh, or Bull s- is more likely. Or School Street. Bull is more likely. Bull? Bull Avenue? <laughs> Gotta love Bull Avenue. I used to date a guy that lived on Bull. <laughs> How about and, Williams? And my car was parked on the street if I was at his place. Yeah. And I could never sleep. Yeah. Because I was scared my car was going to get broken into. Yeah, totally. It was such a shithole. Good old Bull Avenue. They're Probably. like a few months before me and him started dating, their underground parking garage got like blown up. Blown up. <laughs> <laughs> just, On the one side of the building. Just, that's it. Yeah. Done. <laughs> well, so, the gate was fucked up. They couldn't like wow. open it. Unreal. It was weird. Wow. So that's where the funk gets must be, I guess. Because <laughs> uh, they're close to Richmond. So close to Richmond would be Chilliwack, I would assume. Possibly Abbotsford. Who knows? But. The excuse that, uh, and and by the way, no Vince McMahon on commentary tonight. We later find out that his mom passed away the night That's before. Sad. sad. Once they did that, I was like, I understand. Totally get it. Like 100% understand. Absolutely. I would even understand if he wasn't at the Monday Night Raw. Sure. But the positive we get out of this, though, is that you get the two-man commentary team between Jim Ross and Jerry the King. All, and you start to see these two guys chemistry together. They're really good as a two-man team. I feel Vince almost brings it down a little bit. There's too much going on with a three-man team. If they could just go to JR and King, I think the just the ability and the whole idea and sound of the night between the two, because I thought this whole show, they were on fire. Like they're, You were laughing at a bunch of JR and King's quips. Don't even fucking lie. You thought some of the I shit they said was... King, but some of the things I was like, cool, dude. <laughs> and this is without Vince there, meaning that these two guys can pretty much say whatever they want because they don't have Vince in the air telling them what they need to say. They tell the stories in the matchups. They call a lot of the moves. They get you excited for for these matches. And there are some important fucking matches here tonight. Mm-hmm. And they make the you Pimp feel. The Daddy and Diz Prince wasn't that important. They make you feel the importance. But obviously this wasn't as important. Because they didn't even promote this match going into the show. Like Pimp Daddy didn't even get like his full. I mean he went. With... Got a bit of an entrance. But not like the full dancey yeah. dance. Like fucking so funky he's so flash. Fucking he's so fucking annoying. And he sucks, too. Like, he's all right in the ring, but, man, zero charisma. No one cares. Yeah. Who gives a shit about this guy? His, no. his time is up, man. Like, I don't even know why he's on the roster anymore, but either way, beating the shit out of the hose is something China does on the reg, so that's why I guess <laughs> the Funkettes are not here. But she's all over Flash in this match. Like, oh, yeah. This is the most I think we've ever seen China interfere on behalf of trips in one of his matches. She was up and down and all around clotheslining fucking okay. flash from, from behind. Yeah. So interference. Yes. 
if people interfere, people get disqualified. Instant disqualification. But only if the ref sees it. How could the ref not see it? Because he was distracted by Triple H. Hunter was distracting the referee while China clothesline flash funk from behind. And then she also gave her very first low blow. They showed a a scene from Shotgun Saturday Night the prior day of this pay-per-view. And it was Mankind and Triple H in a match. And China low blowed Mankind twice. The big low blow punch from behind. And then kicked him in the balls. See, and how would they not see that? That was post-match, though. Oh. Yes. That was after the match was already over. But that's the first time. Chalk that one up. That's the first time we ever see China low blow somebody, just kick them or punch them right in the balls. And that's going to be something going forward that you're going to see a fair amount. I mean, something that China has. Men uh, have a very obvious weak point, and that is the obvious weak point. And for how powerful and strong China is, you think a punch or a forearm to the balls by China is probably not the most comfortable comfortable <laughs> thing for men to deal with in mm. the ring or the squared circle or anywhere for that or man. for anywhere because uh, i know you don't have balls but i do and i've been punched and kicked in them before and not only does it hurt originally when you first get hit there a couple minutes later you start to get what i call aftershocks like an earthquake earthquake you get the full magnitude of it the 6.9 on the fucking richter scale or the 4.20 or the 3.16 on the richter mm-hmm. scale and the then 3.16. a couple of minutes after, you get aftershocks, like these other tremors after it. Kind of like getting punched in the balls. It hurts originally. It continues to hurt. But then you get aftershocks, and it just keeps hurting, much like an earthquake. Five, much like a C-section, by the way. Sure. Still that aftershocks. bitch hurts. But for months <laughs> and years later, you get aftershocks. Fuck. And now I'm going to have another one? I know what's more painful for you, though, besides C-sections and having kids, is seeing these five empty seats at front row of this event Ugh. reserved for... At least they looked uncomfortable. Yeah, they're just like shitty steel chairs. <laughs> but they're reserved for... The best there is. Oh, shut the fuck the up. The best there was. I have a drumstick. <laughs> the best there ever will be. And his cronies. So this is what I'm I not. I have a few times I could use this tonight. <laughs> oh, I think you're going to be pulling that one out shortly, <laughs> dude. Yep. But the crux, the storyline of the night. I feel with a lot of pay-per-views, they try to have this overarching story of the show and this is the heart foundation are not scheduled any of them to have a match tonight and it's pay-per-view so of course heart foundation are going to be involved in some way even if they don't have a match so what did they do they weren't scheduled so they're not supposed to be there so they bought five tickets from a scalper (laughs) on the black market and they got five front row tickets. I don't know how much Brett paid for all these. Probably a pretty penny, even back in 97, for five front row seats at a pay-per-view. But what I'm not getting is, why would they have to buy tickets? I know, right? When they're contracted wrestlers in WWE. I think that was just a story they were pulling, maybe. Oh, of course. This is exactly what it, it is. It wasn't. It's kayfabe, brother. Yeah. I understand okay. the story, but I just kind of find it funny that kayfabe storyline, dude, that five 
contracted wrestlers would have to pay to get into the building. (laughs) And it's not the first time that wrestling has done this, but I appreciate the sentiment. It's quite funny. China, uh, back at the ranch here. China, she decks fucking Flash Funk over and over again in this match. Like I said, this is the most she's ever interfered in a match. And King's first great line of the night, asking JR if China wears boxers or briefs. Honestly, oh what do you think China wears for underwear? Because mm. I think she could be a thonginator, too. <laughs> <laughs> you just know from watching shit. Could, You're looking at shit. Could very well. Wow. Okay. I, I mean, there's plenty of videos of China on the internet if you're ever interested to watch them. Just wouldn't Google it if you're underage. Probably not the best idea. Oh, boy. And then uh, King also says she has a really nice chin. She, he says, what a great chin. Jay Leno, eat your heart out. Oh, my God. <laughs> the chin himself, Jay Leno, who was on WCW television in 1998 in a match against Hulk Hogan. Hmm. Uh, the king of the chins, the chin of the ring, Jay Leno, much like China. Pedigree win here for Trips. He gets clean win. For the most part, besides the China interference. And then after the match, like China, China gets in here, picks up this fucking 245-pound dude in Flash Funk, and tosses him like a fucking rag doll, <laughs> sacks him on the top rope, yeah, and he falls like a fucking brick shithouse right out of the ring. And now we're getting more into the point where, man, China's really starting to make herself known. She's beating up guys left, <laughs> right, and center. She's beating up refs. Not just refs or agents or whatever. She's actually kicking the shit out of, like, full-time big dude male wrestlers now. Yeah. Is this the first woman to ever do this in wrestling? No woman has ever done this to guys before. Ever. Huh ever women for the most part i mean there's been times where women were were, you know at the top of the card of wrestling not quite but featured i guess you would say but a lot of the times women especially with physically wrestling it's kind of been quite of a joke for the longest time in wrestling so now china's changing all of this she is fucking trailblazing she's beating the shit out of guys now and she's believable to beat the shit out of guys too yeah She's bigger than half the roster. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch is huge. She is amazing. So we will definitely be seeing lots of her in the future. Now we have the second match of the night, also unannounced, but happening anyways. We get Mankind against Rookie Rocky. <laughs> Rocky Maivia, the pebble, is here. Mm-hmm. And when Rocky Maivia comes out, what happened? The crowd goes, what? Oh, God. You say this every time he's on screen. <laughs> but am I telling the truth? I mean, I see it as he's just not won anyone really over yet. He's won some people over, but not like full blown. He's barely been there. He's still got to make his time. Like, how long was it before Stone Cold Steve Austin got cheers and stuff? How long did it take for Bret Hart to get cheers? How long did it take for fucking Shawn Michaels to get cheers? Like, really good ones. But the thing is, is most of those guys, if not all those guys you mentioned, all started as heels. So they wouldn't get cheers because they're heels. This guy has started as a babyface, is continuing to be a babyface seven months after his debut, and is still, the crowd's going mild. 
Still, after seven months, no one is behind this guy. Just the, wait. The biggest cheers this guy has gotten. It's because he doesn't really know what to say yet either. Yeah, he's terrible on the mic. He needs to work on his skills. Yeah. Eventually he'll get there. But what does he have to do to get to that point? What kind of character change does this guy have to go through to get oh popularity? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And in the ring, he's okay, but he's not great yet. He's still got a lot of work ahead of him. You can see little inklings of the popularity he may have one day, but he just has to put it all together. He needs proper gimmick. It's just, I feel the gimmick holds him back. Where it's just, go out, they basically tell him, go out there, you're Rocky Johnson's son, you're Peter Maivia's grandson. That's that's the biggest thing I think that's holding him back. His character. Is the fact that he is also like you're this person's son you're this person's grandson you're that is enough like you're like we were watching that thing about gold dust exactly chicken mcnugget sure when he was looked at as his dad's son he wasn't looked at as a wrestler himself he was looked at as like you're just this person's son that's trying to wrestle. Exactly. It's the exact same, same thing that's going on with the pebble. But what did Dustin Runnels do? Because he was Dusty Rhodes' son. He created gold dust. Mm-hmm. And he set himself apart and he was unique and he mm-hmm. was different. But and that's people know who he is and care about him. But with Rocky, he has to take that next step. He was he given does. He was given this character of, you know, you're the first ever WWF third generation wrestler. And you try real hard. And you come and you give it your best effort. And you give 110%. You think people give two shits about a guy who wants to try hard and has family in the business? The thing is, too, though, you were saying that, like, sometimes these people are just given characters. Mm -hmm. So maybe he feels like he can't go outside of that yet, too. True. But perfect example is uh, they have to start to add layers to Mm -hmm. their characters, right? And they're given some free reign to do so. Yeah. But it's kind of on them to be creative about that. Literally, Undertaker. He's probably not like currently the most creative. He's still so young. Sure. And it feels almost hesitant or scared in the ring, too. Very mm-hmm. hesitant to do certain things. But, perfect example Mark Calloway, the Undertaker, mm-hmm. was in WCW. Got a call from Vince McMahon. Picks up the phone. Hello. Vince McMahon says, Hello, is this the Undertaker? And, and Mark was just kind of stood there in silence. And he's like, yes, this is The Undertaker. He's like, good, I'll see you on Monday. And that was the conversation. And then he was The Undertaker. And so they gave him that. They gave him the outfit. They kind of sketched out what it kind of looked like. You're this fucking dead guy. You're doing this. Then he started to add these layers of the character. Yeah, but that probably still takes time. Oh, here we are seven years later from the beginning of that character. Seven months as opposed to Rocky. But he does have to start adding those wrinkles. He can't just keep skating by on this third generation wrestler guy and the people are just not having it either obviously Mm -hmm. they don't want to cheer for a guy that literally has no character besides having a family in the business so it wasn't a much of a match besides our next i think third rock bottom on the fucking ramp (laughs) the steel grating ramp uh weird people can be fathers too yeah weird people Uh, you're looking at one right now i am but mankind is a father, has two kids. Well, we've already 
established that a few episodes Two kids ago. at home and a loving wife, Colette yeah. and Dewey and Noel sitting at home for mankind. So yes, he may be crazy, deranged, and weird, but he is a family man outside of wrestling. Interesting that they started adding these little wrinkles to his character about who he is outside of wrestling, much like Goldust. Mm-hmm. Rock bottom on the steel grating rampway, and then Rocky's hulking up a little bit here. He's looking good. He hits the cross body finish, but gets reversed into a mandible claw, and that is it for the pebble. He is submitted with the mandible claw. The two fingers deep down the gullet of Rookie Maivia. The Sam Shepard nerve hold, and that's the end of Rocky. <laughs> Actually, a pretty cool finish, too, because he goes for his finish, gets reversed, and goes right into Mankind's finish and beats him. Now. Now. Oh, as you're holding up this drumstick up to my head. what, what What's going on, babe? Why are you doing this? <laughs> Why are you threatening me with the drumstick? <laughs> I could do like a Harry Potter. Yeah, Wingardium Leviosa in <laughs> me right now. Uh, and it's Wingardium Leviosa, not Wingardium Leviosa. Oh my God. <laughs> Why are you uh, threatening me with a drumstick right now, babe? Because it's the nation. We are the nation of domination. Oh, yes. Not what nation is this we're talking about? The nation of constipation? <laughs> the nation of masturbation? Uh, the nation of condensation? Oh, my God. No, it's the nation of domination, and we are the nation, lavender in color. Don't diss you the man. Motherfucker. Oh, rush your mother. He stole my <laughs> Look at what I'm saying is for real, not Where playing. Where the fuck did it go? Farouk is the man. Bam. So hit your knees and start praying. He's got power like the bear and quick like the cat. So if you put two and two together, it's Ahmed's face on the fucking mat. Ahmed Johnson in a fucking gauntlet match. And she was too busy pulling out her fucking laundry out of the dryer. And I stole the drumstick that she would have beat the shit out of me with. (laughs) I should have taken that with me. Yeah, well, fifths and butts for candy and nuts. Fucker. And I'll be a Merry Christmas. Nation of Domination, Ahmed Johnson, gauntlet match. They get down to the ring. Crush is going to be in there first against Ahmed. Ahmed, hella fucking ovation when he comes out. People yes, are totally people behind him. Ahmed here. and Because people hate the nation. They hate the nation. They love Ahmed. And not only that, Ahmed's got a real raw deal with the nation for the longest time. Farouk originally put him out of action with his kidney injury around close to this time last year so this whole thing has been going on for close to a year now i'd say at least nine or ten months now Mm -hmm. so especially at this time in wrestling that's a very long feud to have with just you know a group and a guy or uh, two guys against each other so this is the final could this be the final chapter where it's the nation if ahmed could be all three of these guys (sighs) in a row then they will be abolished and they will be the nation of abolition. The thing is, I was, once I figured out, once Sean told me Mm. 
that he is fighting all three one after the other. After the way that Vince made it sound on the last episode, that he would just have to fight all three throughout the night, not necessarily in a row. row. I was like, okay, he has a really, really good chance if that's the way it is. Because it gives him time to rest. But that's not a gauntlet match, (gasps) dude. The gauntlet match is where you have to beat him three in a row, match after match after match. And... Ahmed had a promo before the match saying that he wanted Farouk to be out first, but we all know that Farouk's not going to be the first one out. But when they go down in the ring, your fucking grandpa, good old <laughs> grandpa Koskar himself, Gorilla Monsoon, comes down and bars the rest of the nation He says from they ringside. have to go back up the ramp. They have to go to the top of the ramp, and if any of them interfere at all, Ahmed wins, mm-hmm. and they will be abolished. Yeah. So a hell of a stipulation there from Grandpa Cosker. Which fucking forehead tat is the stupidest idiot on the planet. By the way, Ahmed is fucking glistening. Oh, he poured water on himself when he was coming out of that little house thingy. <laughs> the stage there? Yeah. The ramp? Yeah. Oh, for sure. But he is looking like Kim K in full getup. Yeah. Unreal glisten on the thonginator right here. Uh, but this whole barring the nation from ringside, I feel like Clarence Mason, he, he's a good lawyer. He should have worked. A good lawyer? I'm sorry. He's part of the fucking nation of domination. There's no way he's a good lawyer. All lawyers are liars. He should have written into the contract that they're allowed to be at ringside. But no. I guess he's not a good lawyer after all, because that wasn't a part of the contract anyways. Well, it's, fuck, the reason they're not allowed <laughs> down there is because they're cheating motherfuckers. True. Very true. And there's a ton of them. And forehead To tat, one guy? To one guy. And Legion, then of, fucking Legion of Doom's not our here Our buddy either. guy should have had the Legion with him. And they weren't and there. And his fucking two by four. Yep. But that wasn't there either. With a few backups, <laughs> if one broke. Uh, Crush was in first forehead tat. Fucking Keeps idiot. calling the nation to the ring to help him out, yet knowing full well that he'd get disqualified if they did. Fucking idiot. I have and no- apparently he has the flu. Yeah, Savio's got a bum ankle, and Farouk's still got the sling on for a separated shoulder from WrestleMania, which was two months ago now. (laughs) But I don't know how long a shoulder separation can last, but be that as it may, Crush goes for the heart punch, misses it, and Ahmed hits him with a big spin kick, and the one, two, three, Crush is done. Mm -hmm. So he's got to go back up the ramp, and here comes fucking... Bum ankle Savio Vega. He limps for the first like little bit down the ramp and then he goes for it and runs. <laughs> Fucking liar. And he gets right in there. And meanwhile, the next Raw will be in Scranton, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. where they film The Office. Mm-hmm. Yes. But much before The Office was Monday Night Raw in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Wow. Kind of like Pennsylvania, but with an R. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ahmed going for the flying nothing off the top rope, missing horribly, (laughs) but they go to the outside. Ahmed's got Savio down pretty good, and then Savio grabs the steel chair, and he goes fucking ham on Ahmed. Holy Mm -hmm. shit, dude. He gets disqualified, purposely gets disqualified, Mm -hmm. so he can soften up 
Ahmed for the last match against Farouk. He goes after the kidneys. Cheating he nails him with the chair. Fuckers. Fucking kills him. He's laid out. Here comes Farouk. Last guy down. Gets in the ring with a sling on. Sling comes off. Shoulders he all took good it off to when go. He was still up on the ramp. No, he took it out when he was in the ring. No, I'm he got sure. in the ring. He took it off, and he started working the shoulder. The oh, separated God. shoulder is all better. He's cured. He's good to go, and he's gonna pick the bones of Ahmed Johnson. But I hate the nation so fucking much. Before Farouk could pick the bones, we get one last second win. Now. He's out of energy. His gas tank is empty. He's already had two hard-fought matches against two nation members. He got the shit beat out of him with a steel chair. Exactly. And now he's... Don't do that to my thonginator. (laughs) And we got... What do we got? About a 30% thong on this match? By the end, it was about 40%. Okay. Okay. Not too bad on the thong watch. Mm Mm-hmm. The jocks watch. The thong watch here for thonginator. Mm -hmm. Got about 40%. Not too bad. But... Here's Farouk ready to just take out Ahmed, and then he takes a huge spine buster. Here we go. Fucking Pearl River plunge time. Ahmed's finishing move, and now we know the nation can't come down to help him out because if nope. they come down and help Farouk, they get disqualified. The nation is no longer. So he hits. That was my dream, though, was for them to fuck up. And he hits the Pearl River plunge. But because he's so tired and out of gas, he can't get the cover soon enough. One, two, and then at 2.99999, Farouk gets the shoulder up. How much did you think that Ahmed would get that three there? I was like, that was it was so, so close. close. Like as close like, oh as you can be. Oh my god! Be. Please let this happen. <laughs> You're praying to the wrestling gods that Ahmed can finish Farouk off, but he did not. He kicks out of the Pearl River plunge. It was PRP in one two point nine nine. Farouk gets up, chop blocks Ahmed, picks him up. Dominator Jim Ross is crying. One two three. Nation win. I'm pissed. And they are the nation live and in color. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Well, don't diss Farouk. Fuck Go off. Bum rush your mother. I don't care. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> Die, please. Triggered Aaron on Tree Hill Wrestling I was so Federation. Upset. Fuck, as I know you were. You already started throwing shit that the nation is still a thing. They will not be and kicked I couldn't, out. Like, I couldn't, like, lose my shit over it because <laughs> Justin was here. And I didn't want him to look at me like I was some unhinged bitch. I mean. <laughs> you want to get murdered <laughs> i love how much this triggers you <sighs> but it also shows how great a heel you nation both is. are like oh nation like fuck off that's right we got to give the nation salute for a boy farouk former world oh heavyweight my God, champion just go suck his dick already. fucking ron simmons fucking badass just but- go suck his dick already <laughs> the nation lives to fight another day and they beat i mean sure enough valiant effort here by ahmed johnson fighting three guys in a row and almost winning all three no doubt but the crazy thing is that farouk yes. here's okay here's the thing yeah <sighs> <laughs> you're triggered bro fucking forehead tat yeah 
he got to fight three guys. Yeah. Two of them he beat because they were just fucking losers, like jobbers, nobodies. Yeah. yeah, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then fucking Thonginator comes out and beats his ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. PRP so and fast. One, two, three, yeah. But that's the thing. If it was fucking forehead tat that had to do that, there's no fucking way. The only reason he got to three people was because the other guys were fucking nobodies. Yeah, exactly, right? So Ahmed was able to take out two and could not deal with Farouk. I mean, he had a hard t- he would have a hard time dealing with Farouk as it is on a one-on-one match for how much of an athlete and a legend that Farouk is in the business. But especially after two prior matches, it's almost an unwinnable thing for Ahmed. He goes for it. Gives it his old college try, but it wasn't enough. And thank the lords, thank the wrestling gods. The nation no. is still in the World Wrestling Federation. You probably can't see me glaring at you because my <laughs> mic stand is in the way. But I'm fucking glaring daggers at you right now. <laughs> Baby's um, upset with you too. Oh boy. Post-match, we get a Vader promo. And he just talks about how it's he's, Vader time. He's just like sitting there like. <laughs> his face. Yeah. All scr- oh my his fucking face. Because it's all like scrunched up with his mask and shit. He make these it made hilarious. It even worse. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it pretty fucking funny. hilarious. But now we I'm have. I'm still mad at you, by the way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. So earlier in the night on the free for all. So the free for all is like an hour kind of pre-show where they have like a, a dark match just for like the live crowd. And they don't really televise or anything unless, you know, it's on like some weird channel before the pay-per-view. They used to do this all the time, but uh, basically giving the live crowd the full show. And uh, Vader and Mankind attacked Shamrock before the event even started just to try to soften them up a little bit because they knew that Vader would probably have a tough time with an actual real fucking fighter. And fucking shamrock isn't playing around here no we get vader four leaf clover by the way four leaf clover sorry it's his first official world wrestling federation match not an exhibition against vernon white not this tap out contest with scissor bitch not anything like that is a legit and the rules are pretty simple here you win by submission or you win by knockout and it also said on the graphic that you could have a standing eight count but then when they showed that graphic jim ross right away said oh yeah that, that rule doesn't apply <laughs> so the figure gra- your shit out the, WWE. the graphics guys definitely weren't in communication with jim ross and jerry the king Lawler. but anyways shamrock's first match here and right away we know shamrock isn't a fucking wrestler okay mm-hmm. he's not a professional wrestler he is an ultimate fighter he's a mixed martial artist and he's not fucking around he's actually kicking vader as hard as he fucking can so you can tell when he's throwing these leg kicks at vader and vader screaming in pain this is a 460 pound man okay this guy just doesn't scream out in pain for no reason this guy is getting his leg kicked off by ken shamrock here he is in the business when somebody actually hurts somebody for real. We call him giving it stiff or stiffing somebody. And he's fucking sending these stiff ass kicks up against Vader. And Vader leaves the ring multiple times to try to get away from this. And multiple times goes up the stairs and says, lay off, Ken, lay off. You can see him whispering to it. But loud enough where you can actually see it on camera. Now, Vader is legit. 
he's pissed because he's actually getting hurt. Well, he kept like actually leaving the ring mm-hmm. just to get away from exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, constantly. And he's just like, you got to ease up, man. Like, I know you're this ultimate fighter guy, but like, you don't need to actually kick me as hard as you can every time you kick me. And these guys fucking go at it. Like Vader, he he just gets pissed off and suplexes Ken right to the outside from the ring and beats the shit out of him there. Vader also looks like he's going to finish him off with the Vader bomb, but goes up to the top for the fucking moonsault, <laughs> the 460-pound fucking backflip moonsault, but misses. Ken Shamrock keeps going. He clipped him. But clipped yeah. him a little bit, but not quite enough. And then Shamrock gets back up, and he continues with these dastardly and evil and violent leg kicks where you just hear the fucking boot nailing the flesh and Vader screaming out in pain. So Vader just gets pissed, and he hauls off and fucking decks four-leaf clover with the stiffest fucking forearm shot you've ever seen in your life he nails shamrock here Mm -hmm. and shamrock was out for a split second there that's how hard he hit him because he was just sick of all the stiffing and all these fucking potatoes in this match but potatoes yeah you potato a guy that means you like hurt him you know, you like throw him a fucking good shot, like really hurt him. You potato him, throwing potatoes. When I think of potatoes, I think of potato babies when they can't like do anything. <laughs> little <laughs> potatoes, just little potatoes sitting there. No, this is getting potatoed, getting hit for real here, bro. So after Vader decks fucking four leaf clover, he comes back to consciousness. And fucking reverses and gets the ankle lock and the tap out. First time we ever get to see the tap out in a match. Because before with submission wins, you would just have the verbal submission where they say they give up or they quit. Mm -hmm. But now Vader's actually tap, tap, tapping. And Ken Shamrock, much with your prediction, gets his first official WWF win against Vader. I had a feeling. I'm like, yeah, Vader is a big guy, but this guy knows how to fight, fight. Actually fight. And he's probably not going to do it softly. No, and he definitely did not. (laughs) And honestly, they've been building up this guy for a little while now. And you honestly feel like they're going to fucking job him out on his first match on pay-per-view? There's no way. No fucking way. So... That's the way it goes. Fucking Shammy, four-leaf clover here, getting his first win, 1-0, and and he is on the way up. He is on the up and up here in the World Wrestling Federation. Holy shit, dude. Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. That damn rattlesnake! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Austin! Austin! Good old Stone Cold's here. And he's got a promo with Todd Pettengill. Right, Todd Pettingill, mm-hmm. and Austin saying that you know he'll just take on all the hearts. He's going to put them all in wheelchairs by the end of the night. All five of Except them. Except the thing is, is yeah. they're not part of the match. So why are you worrying about them, bro? That's the problem here <laughs> is that you have the Undertaker in a world title match in front of you, and you're wasting your time worrying about the Heart Foundation. If you're yeah. facing anybody in a world title match, your focus needs to be on your opponent. But if it's the Undertaker, you mm-hmm. better have his fucking undivided attention. Not all these distractions going on on the outside. It's not the way to win a world title, especially against a guy like the Undertaker. But then Todd Pettingill <laughs> shows highlights of when Undertaker 
Tombstone pile driver, Stone Cold Steve Austin on Raw a couple weeks ago. That's the weirdest Tombstone pile driver I've ever seen. Oh my god! I even I was like, "That's not it, bro." <laughs> they show the highlight package of Undertaker choke slamming Austin. But he's like, "Boom, Tombstone pile driver," and I'm like, "Yeah, that is the." oddest most awkward weird looking tombstone i've ever seen and you know you fucked up when aaron realizes you fucked up a call (laughs) damn it fucking todd pettingill undertaker austin world wrestling federation title match jerry the king lawler with another quip of the night saying that they want stone cold steve austin for president and that if he was yeah i want him (laughs) for president too austin for 2024 (laughs) Oh my god. Imagine if he actually did it. That I mean the rock so keeps funny. talking about how he wants to run for president. He should. So I I'd, I'd vote for him if I was in America, so you know. But yeah, Austin for president and then Jerry the King Lawler says, Yeah, if Austin was president, the national bird would be the finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Which is very true. I would totally respect that. Austin and Taker get to the ring post introductions and here comes the heart foundation here they are fuck and, off and what i'm not getting is they're coming out from the backstage down the ramp to their seats these are fans these are paying fans yeah, with they're supposed tickets. to be shouldn't on the be, other side of the fence shouldn't they be coming from the concourse down the stairs to their seats oh they can't do stairs oh brett can't do stairs <laughs> <laughs> But when do they let fans in the backstage? When do they let fans down the ramp? These are paying fucking fans attending. Paying customers. Yes. Attending this event. Paying. (laughs) They paid a scalper. (sighs) Apparently thousands of dollars to get these seats. Bullshit. And here they are. They are the, paying fans. Even if they did like try and do it like where it was actually like that, the person probably saw who it was and was like, you can just have them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and as we alluded to earlier with this promo, Austin, what's the first thing he does in the match? Pays attention to Brett. And the rest of the foundation goes straight to the outside and pulls Owen over yeah. the fucking barricade <laughs> and starts beating the shit out of him. Right Undertaker, away. of course blindsides austin while he's doing this and then he beats up owen as well too and throws him back over you stole my fucking belt last week i'm a fucking murder yeah exactly and that's exactly what he's gonna do here very interesting match here with austin and undertaker Uh, very submission heavy match where austin kept going for the headlock takeover he goes for some stf some step over toll hold face locks i don't know what that meant step over toe hold face lock so he takes the leg steps over it wrenches the leg and then grabs his face and pulls him up and just step over toe hold face lock stf and when john cena did it he called it the stfu (laughs) (laughs) but yeah kind of a submission clinic going on here between austin and taker not exactly a match you would think between these two going after the leg and going after submissions and half crabs and STFs and headlock takeovers and you name it. And King goes on about very interesting relationship here between Jerry the King Lawler and Bret Hart. 
because they have been at odds for years. They were sworn enemies for the better part of three years. King hating Brett, Brett hating King, King always being a piece of shit to Brett Hart back in the day, and Brett sticking his toes in fucking Jerry King Aller's mouth at King Ring 95 in a kiss my foot match. That's gross. Yeah. (laughs) But now, after all this shit these two guys have been through... Jerry the King Lawler is now understanding that Brett wants nothing to do with the people, turned his back on him. He's actually on the side of Brett Hart. Because Brett's a heel now. Exactly. When Stone Cold was a heel. He was on Austin's side. He was totally on Austin's side, and Mm -hmm. now he doesn't give a shit. Because Brett understands. Fuck This guy's so fucking (laughs) wishy-washy. He is. That's Jerry the King Lawler for you, dude. But he's a f- reformed Helen Hart fan as well, too, after pushing 12 kids out of there. Ouch. Yeah, 12 fucking kids, dude. 12. I'm just getting cut open. Dude, man. Bret Hart has 11 siblings. Si- nice. Bret Hart has 11 siblings. That's a lot. 11 siblings. I mean, my mom has a bunch of siblings, too. 11, though? No, but she does 12. have a bunch fucking kids a baker's fucking dozen <laughs> a baker's dozen is 13 bro mm. well you would have to add brian pillman as well too because he is not spawned from the hearts but he's basically a heart because he's pretty fucked up like the rest of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> low blow from both men right in front of the referee and the ref decides not to disqualify either guy after the low blows then we hit the choke. So ball slide. shots are not allowed. They're not allowed. You're not allowed to hit another oh. guy in the balls. Yeah. Shit. Technically, it's supposed to be a disqualification. Referee's discretion. But and this ref was like, "Eh, fuck it." It's a world title match. You can't end on a disqualification from a low blow. Come on. Undertaker hits the fucking choke slam on Austin, but then smart enough, Austin rolls out before he can even go for the fucking. Uh, tombstone pile driver and then he hangs up undertaker in the ropes hits the fucking stone cold stunner holy shit dude Austin's gonna win the fucking title no one kicks out of the fucking stone cold stunner one unless you're the undertaker no he doesn't even kick out of it that's the thing one two bell starts ringing ding 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 what the hell is going on Brian Pillman, BP, Boston that's Pizza the thing. It himself. didn't so- sound right. He wasn't was hitting it properly. Slow. He wasn't hitting it properly either. He's kind of hitting it on the top. You're supposed to hit it on the side to actually mm-hmm. get that ring weird. bell sound. It sounded weird because he wasn't hitting it properly because mm-hmm. he's Brian Pillman. He's not a fucking, you know, he's not a timekeeper. He's not a bell ringer, but he hops the fence, it's which not... how does security not go after Brian Pillman for hopping the fucking fence for one? Well, I mean, he's fan. he's uh, other paying fans have hopped the fence and they get taken down by fucking security. Eh. He did not get taken down by security. He's a paying fan. Paying fan. <laughs> fan. Bullshit. But he rings the bell. Before the three count on the stunner, so Taker did not kick out. They stopped it because the bell was ringing for some reason. They find out that it was actually Brian Pillman ringing the bell. And then the referee got distracted trying to throw Pillman out of there. Austin's like, what the fuck is going on? And then fucking Undertaker gets up, sits up, 
goes for the tombstone. Austin reverses it. Austin's going to hit Undertaker with the tombstone. Then Undertaker reverses again. Undertaker's a bit taller, so it's easier for him to get, like, that, get momentum, that leverage. Right? And, and get the leverage and stuff. Yeah. Totally. But that, that reversal where Austin had him up was pretty epic because, you know, Austin's but about... You just see Undertaker's legs, legs way like, up, up in the air. It's so funny. I was just like, really, this looks so weird. It's really awkward looking because... Uh, Stone Cold's a legit 6'2", and Taker's a legit 6'10", so he's a lot taller, and so when Austin has him up with a good, you know, eight inches of fucking leeway here, it, it looks pretty funny. And Undertaker, Undertaker's head was almost like, like on hitting the, the ground. ground. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not very far to go down for the tombstone, mm. the Austin pile driver here. Oh my god. And he reverses it, re-reverses it, and reverses again, and we get the tombstone finish. One, two, three, darkness pin Undertaker retains the World Wrestling Federation title. The second that three count hits the heart foundation in full force. <laughs> Sans Bret Hart. Hold on, brother. Oh, Hold on, I... brother. <laughs> Sans Bret Hart. Get into the ring. Start mauling Undertaker. But they just go after Undertaker. Four of them stomping a mud hole in the take, man. Yeah. But then what do we well, see? Well, because they were probably wanting Austin to win. Obviously, they tried to do the bell. No, they didn't want Austin to win because Austin was going to win and they stopped him from winning. He hit the stunner. He was going to get the three, but Pillman distracted, so he couldn't get the three. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't. I they're honestly, just being assholes. Let's just be real. being assholes. They're the heart foundation, of course. But then. Yeah. Probably your favorite part of the whole show. This is my favorite part. Stone Cold goes like over the fence. He realizes that Brett's. Realizes that Brett's alone. Yeah. Unattended. <laughs> and he goes and he fucking tips the wheelchair. <laughs> he dumps him. <laughs> that was fucking awesome and you see brett he's like trying to get away but he yeah. can't because he's in a fucking wheelchair and he steals the fucking the crutches the crutch. and he nails bulldog with the yeah. crutch and the foam goes fucking flying it went, it got, went missing after that. oh my god that's hilarious but a good finish and then to close out the night fucking austin starts going after fucking heart foundation goes back in the ring fucking stunner to Taker again grabs the crutch and starts hunting down the heart foundation with the broken crutch. Yeah. And Undertaker gets up about five seconds after the stunner and yeah, starts he's out. hightailing it after Austin. So here we are, Stone Cold Steve Austin unsuccessfully challenging the Taker, the Take Man, the American badass here with our noisy ass ice machine. It's because I moved all the ice forward oh, so that boy. it'll make more ice. Right. But again, another successful predict, Aaron here. Wow. And you're two for two on the night, girl. I am. You picked Ken Shamrock and you picked Undertaker. I knew it. Nice I knew job. he had a bit more to go. Too distracted. Too distracted. Stone Cold Steve Austin here with the Heart Foundation. Mm-hmm. Way too distracted. Show. Grade. What did you think? Uh, What's bad? 3.9. Yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It's okay. It's not the greatest pay-per-view ever, but... There was a lot less matches than we've had lately. Shorter show. Shorter. For sure. There was only, what, five matches? Yeah. That was it. It was pretty short. So not that long. And it was pretty good. I was falling asleep by the end of it, though. I was so tired. You're just a tired bitch. I am. Yeah. I've been working hard. 
or hardly working. No, I've been working hard the last week, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should see what I've done to my store. I wish I took before and after pictures. <laughs> before Ooh. and way before. 3.9, not bad. I like it. Yeah, it's okay. I like it. But will One Tree Hill live up to that hefty goal? That is the question. Episode 30, Truth, Bitter, Truth Commission. Season 2, Episode 8. November 9th, 2004. <laughs> what were you doing on November 9th, 2004? Um, As I was in 10th grade. I think at this point I had started working at McDonald's. Oh, ninth grade. No, not quite. Mm. No, I was probably hanging out with my boyfriend at the time. Ew. You don't even know on which one. Gross, dude. Don't even want to know. Hey, did you have a bed in your house or did your parents have to sell it on you? Oh, I had a bed. I had a queen size. Oh, that's good. They didn't have to sell it and give you a fucking twin? Nope. <laughs> Unlike Brooke Davis Actually, here. Actually, no. I did have a twin at the time. Ah. But the reason I had a twin was because my great-grandmother had come to live with us. Mm-hmm. This is my grandfather Monsoon's mom. <laughs> Grandpa Cosker's mom. Grandpa Cosker. Oh, wow. Um, he, or she came to live with us because she had dementia. Right. And she had a hospital style bed where you could like, you know, sit up and like raise your legs and it would also yeah, like massage. Yeah, yeah. So yes, my bed at the time, which was actually a double, was in my sister's room upstairs, but I had a massaging bed and I could have myself sitting up to read books at night. Wow. It was awesome. I loved that bed. Wow. A, like legit. If you were like hospital bed, you're if you were like, babe, let's just get hospital beds for us. Why I'd be I like, fuck that? yes, I, I would love that? that. Bed goes up, bed goes down, bed goes up, bed it goes massages down. you. Wow, it was the best. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. At least they didn't sell your fucking bed like they did to Brooke. Yeah, did you have a to scale fucking model? house of your own house when you were a kid no no unfortunate yeah brooke's mom sent her like brooke and felix went to hook up in brooke's bed and they land on the floor and brooke finds a note from her mom which okay for one tree hill fans who have seen the series through we don't really see what brooke's mom's name is Until season four. It's just on Brooke's... Like, there's a scene where it shows her birth certificate. Okay. But I'm reading the One Tree Hill book. It's the second book, um, A Heart So True. And Brooke's mom's name in this book is not at all Brooke's name, mom's name in the show. This is just a fan fiction book, though, isn't it? It is. And her name is Claudia. Okay. Wow. What's her name in the show? Well, in on Brooke's birth certificate, it says Barbara. Oh, okay. But we get introduced to Brooke's mom in season five. And it's a different name? 
It's a different what name. What the fuck? We have three different names. Is this like three faces of Foley here? Or the some thing shit? is, I'm I'm thinking that maybe they did like a the name that was on the birth certificate was just like a maybe a middle name or something yeah. that they ended up using. I don't know. Um, what the fuck? But the her name later on is Victoria. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Continuity, brother. <laughs> well, with the fanfic, it's like this was season two. We didn't know Brooke's mom's name in season two at all. Fair enough. So. No one really cares about Brooke. Let's go to the I brothers. Fuck, Brooke. Fuck her. Cares. Brothers trip to fucking Charlotte. Yeah, they're going the on boys. a road trip. They're going on a road trip. And they're going to go see the Charlotte fucking Bobcats and the Portland Trailblazers and hella seats. Dude, where the fuck they get the money for this shit? I don't know. The fuck? But it was pretty funny because... Lucas doesn't work. Lucas was supposed to... Like, he was making sure that the engine was good for the drive. Like, it was all ready to go. And Nathan's like, make sure you... You know, make sure the tape deck's good. Yeah, just make sure everything's all good, right? Make sure it's sound. He's saying bye to Haley. And But we uh, find out that uh, you know what what's Haley gonna do uh while Nathan's away for the night at this fucking basketball game. The thing is they're supposed to be having the girls are gonna have a slumber party mm. because Brooke found out that Haley is alone all night. And Haley's never had a slumber party in her entire life. Nope. Um, but then they go to the record store and Brooke is like trying to sell CDs and Chris Keller's there and is like, oh, let's do some recording tonight. Yeah. And Haley agrees. Yeah. So Brooke knows what's up. She knows that Haley's agreed to this. So then when they're saying goodbye to Nathan and Lucas, Haley lies to him. I'm probably just going to, you know, hang out. Hang whatever, out with the girls. You know. And true, she is hanging out with the girls after this recording sesh. Yeah. But, yeah, actually lies, withholds information from Nathan. <sighs> Very interesting wrinkle here for Haley in her character, something she's never done before. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Keith and Jules had a little sleepover. They did. And we find out that Maria fucking Menounos has got an appetite, and not just for the D, for breakfast, too, dude. But you know how Keith was saying, like, how'd you get in? The door locks. Mm-hmm. She jimmied it with a credit card. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's so swift. funny. And she's hilarious. Ugh. Love this girl. But she's like, oh, yeah, I've got breakfast. And she had, like, scones or something in the one bag. Yeah. And he's like, ooh, like, you got two. Like, it's perfect. And she's like, both are for me. Yeah. I got you an energy bar because you're going to need it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, She's awesome. We go back to the fucking trick without a K. And Karen, (laughs) she busts Peyton for being a cokehead. No, <laughs> what it is, is she goes, because she hears about, from Haley, about Rick and the drugs. She doesn't say anything about Peyton, because she's not going to rat, rat out Peyton like that. But because Peyton was working with Rick. Rick and Trick. Karen really wanted to like make sure she knows like there's going to be no drugs in her club. She doesn't 
need like she knows Peyton's young and shouldn't be the one to go and say something to the people about it but like let her know yep she can get a bouncer in there kick them out kick Rick out a trick yep (laughs) oh wow Anna's invited to the sleepover ew well Brooke is on the phone with Peyton. Brooke is getting all the beauty supplies ready. She's telling Peyton to get the music. And Peyton's like, can I bring Anna? She's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. We cut to the boys. They're on their way to Charlotte for this basketball game. So Lucas says he brought his iPod and his little cassette adapter. Mm -hmm. Goes to put it in, but the tape that's in there is stuck it won't come out the eject button for some reason is not working so he just turns it on and we get (laughs) some beautiful music (laughs) we get holiday (laughs) holiday holiday (laughs) what a nice day for a holiday it's an ice cream it's an ice cream day (laughs) holiday this is a legendary moment in one tree hill fandom here i literally told sean like (laughs) probably a few episodes ago i was like there's a pretty epic song song coming up and this is the epic song holiday (laughs) oh my god dr cosmos with a k i guess they are using the the Dr. Cosmos with the K, like doctor, like D O K T O R. They're using the K that's missing from trick and instituting it oh into doctor. And it's Dr. Cosmos, but Cosmos has a C. Dr. Cosmos. <laughs> and yeah, it is a holiday. It's an ice cream day. It's the best day. It's a holiday. And you will hear that song at the end of this episode. It's pretty fucking epic. Changing up a little bit and giving One Tree Hill some love at the end of our episode. We always like to play out with some music, specifically wrestling theme songs. But this song is pretty fucking epic. So I think we'll have to play it at the end of the episode. We do. I insist. Holiday. (laughs) So Karen's rushing to hand in her paper to Andy. And Andy is like, oh, let's go on a date that's not the hot dogs stage. And she's like, oh, I like the hot dogs. Oh, he's worth $50 million. So I think that's a bit of a cheap date. He can can afford some shit. Well, he paid fucking, you know, $1,000 for a cup of coffee. Yeah. Right? I would. <laughs> no, I know you would. Because that's half price day at Starbucks, dude. Oh, my God. We went to Starbucks today. You had we your did. first iced pumpkin Ooh, spice iced latte. PSL, get my yoga pants, Ugg boots. Man, I love being a basic bitch. I love it. <laughs> so I was saying that to you earlier today. I was like, man, I'm turning you into a basic bitch. Yeah. I really am. Actually, you said that last night. Did I? Yeah, oh. when, when we were watching this fucking pay-per-view, dude. Oh, and then you were like, yeah, let's get Starbucks tomorrow. And I let's was get like, some fuck fucking yeah. Starbies. Yeah. Yep. So Karen and Andy are going to have this date. It's going to be a nice date. Their first official like one where they actually get dressed up to yeah, go on a date. Yeah, they're going to go to Bow and Stern. Bow it's going to be a great Stern. time. Oh, I love Bow and Stern. Maybe get some Indian, go to Shandar Hut. <laughs> That'd be good. Jules loves food. 
who doesn't? She's always hungry, and she's saying this to <sighs> Keith. Keith is trying to get some information, like just dig in about her past, like you know what, where's she from, whatever. And she's going off like, oh, I'm from the Midwest. I like my parents. There's one thing you have to know about me. I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> uh samesies now as much as i love maria f and menunos already she's one after my heart now she's a foodie like she eats just as much as i do and the only time in my life when i'm not hungry is when i just finished a gigantic meal and even then if food's lying around i will still eat it oh my god i could never <laughs> i can't even think of like we had dinner i can't even think of food right now we even bought chips today. I haven't craved chips this entire pregnancy. And then I saw this bag of chips that's like Doritos flavored, but they're not corn chips. So I'm not going to throw up and my guts are going to die. So I was really excited. And now I'm like, I don't even want chips till maybe after we record this podcast episode. Wow. Wow. Unreal. <sighs> it's not like you. It's not. It's not like you. It's not. Brooke and Felix. They're continuing oh, to hook up. Oh my god! But yeah. in Naley's bed. Oh, Naley. Yeah. Wow. Naley. Wow. But the thing is, is Hayton. it's not Haley that catches them. So oh, no, Peyton it's not. and Peyton and Anna. Anna. I almost forgot her name. Elsa. Um, were going into the apartment. And they open the door and they can hear, like, everything's kind of strewn about in the living room. Like, there's a lamp Looks like there was over. a break-in or something. Looked like there was a break-in. And so they get, they grab a bat, baseball bat, from right by the front door. What the fuck are they going to do with that? And Anna hands it to Peyton and Peyton's like, just so you know, I have a bat. And Anna's like, and we called 911. And she's, Peyton's like, yeah, that too. Yeah. And then they get down to the end of the hall. They bust in and turn on the light. And it's Felix and Brooke. And Anna's like, my eyes. Because it's her brother. Yeah, I'm sure she saw her brother get boned before. Probably. Probably. Let's be real. And as we alluded to earlier, Rick gets kicked out of trick by... Karen. Karen. And they got some security guards to make sure he does leave. But the problem here is Mr. Rick Trick, who's getting kicked, is basically the guy to talk to when it comes to booking bands in Tree Hill. He takes care of all the acts. And if you don't have this guy on your side, you're probably not going to be able to get much for music in your club, unfortunately. So it's a bit of a slippery slope here for Peyton and Karen because now they've kind of outed the guy that's going to hook him up with all this talent. So what are they going to do going forward to be able to get some musical acts in their club? I don't think they'll have a problem. Don't think they'll have a problem, hey? Interesting. I don't know. This Rick Trick kick guy, I don't know. Don't think they'll have a problem. They're not making a big mistake here? No. No? I don't think so. I guess we will see. And I understand you're trying to foreshadow, but I know nothing. So continue. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to the ball game. Lucas and Nathan are just having a good old time. But Lucas is kind of saying like, hey, man, like, if you want, we can drive back tonight. And Nathan's like, no, we can't. No, why not? Oh, uh, before that, this fucking uh, Bobcats Trailblazers game is fucking taken right off. 
A Mecca fucking Okafor makes the fucking I appearance. I don't know who the fuck that is. But you saw him. I he did. plays for the Bobcats. I've seen He's this a show a million player. times, but I don't know who the fuck that guy is. He is awesome. He is a Mecca Okafor. And the Bobcats weren't a team for very long at this point, but fucking Emeka Okafor is awesome. Emeka fucking Okafor. You also missed out about the part that uh, the uh, date between Karen and Andy had two unplanned guests at the same restaurant. Oh, yeah. You didn't even really note that. I didn't see I, that. I got it right here. Double date gone awry. Oh. Keith, Jules, Karen, and See, I'm that person that's like, hey, I missed class because I was too stoned. Can I copy your notes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, of course, Jules gets into the liquor real fast because this is a hell of a She's like, this situation. is uncomfortable. Let's have <laughs> yes. some tequila. <laughs> and Haley comes into her place and finds out about Brooke well, hooking she, up. So, fucking Felix goes to take a shower instead of just leaving, goes and starts the shower. So then Haley, I guess he's been in there forever. Haley goes to take a shower after this whole being at the studio with chris Mm -hmm. which she's so late getting there but like getting home but whatever and he really pushes her in that recording sesh too he did he did you could hear how awkward she sounded at first and then she started to really come into it it. she does um but yeah she goes she's like oh yeah i'm just gonna go take a shower and the girls are all like ah (laughs) and then she walks in on felix coming out of the shower but then after felix leaves shit goes down like this gets fucking serious these girls are at each other's fucking throats mm-hmm. here dude mm-hmm. like Haley, they all start telling secrets about each other mm-hmm. my favorite line Haley says to peyton what are you gonna do snorter <laughs> whoa calling out the cokehead peyton mm-hmm. fucking peace sawyer cokehead supreme and Anna's just Whoa. like, wow, you guys get some drama. She's just sitting back enjoying <laughs> all the fucking chilling. fireworks here, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. Hella slumber party here. Mm-hmm. Tree Hill. My goodness. And yes, there is some uh, ulterior motives here from Nathan about this whole basketball trip. He wants to let Lucas know that that's not entirely what they're here for. He wants to let him know that he is pregnant. He oh is the God. official first human male to be pregnant and he wants his brother to be the first one to know no so what it is is there's this hospital that does testing for hcm oh my god (laughs) this hospital that does testing for hcm um once a month or whatever they said they they test for honky-tonk men oh my god oh hcm sorry hcm and They do free testing for athletes. So part of the reason that they were there is so that they can get this testing because it is a genetic disease as well. And because Dan has it, one in two is usually the stats for it. Sure. 50-50. So the reason Nathan wants to do it is because he'd rather live a long, like healthy life and give peace of mind to his family and to Haley. And 
kind of like if basketball has to end for him because of this, he'd rather do it so now. It. Yeah, exactly. But Lucas is not really seeing it that way. Yeah. He would rather have fun and enjoy his life and play the sport he loves than be having to sit on the sidelines. Yep. Definitely. So, I don't yep. know. And after this awkward date uh, with Karen and Andy that they had when uh, Keith and Jules were there, they go back to Andy's place. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Some fireworks are going to start. Some fists are going to fly. Some shits. Fists are going to fly. Oh, yeah. And not close fists either, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Andy has this painting above the fireplace. And Karen's like, wow, I have this print. And he's like, this isn't a print. Yeah. This is an actual this painting. Is an and she's OG. like, oh, okay. And then she's talking about, she starts yawning and he's like, are you okay? And she's like, it's okay. I was just up all night. Like doing my paper, doing my paper. He had already been asking about Keith and what had gone on with that, them in the past and whatever. Actually kind of grills her a little bit about it. A little bit, a yeah, little yeah. bit. He wants to know. He's inquisitive. So then, anyways, they're talking about this paper. He goes and grabs the paper, and he just marks an A on it. Didn't even actually read it, apparently, apparently. from what it seems like for us. And Karen gets upset, and she leaves. She leaves. She takes off. I mean, I'd be pretty upset, too. Yeah, especially if you work that hard and long on a paper, and then just because you're dating the professor, he just gives you a fucking great grade. Yeah. It's a little shitty. So we're back in fucking slumber party land. Now it is a scissor party because oh they God. fucking have all made up. And, They're having girl talk. And scissoring each other. They were all kind other. of separated and doing their own thing for a little bit. Just around the apartment. But now they needed some serious girl talk. Now they're scissoring, sister ass. They're t- oh my god, dude! They're talking <laughs> about what Brooke is doing with Felix, what Haley's doing with Chris, yeah, and why she lied to Nathan about it. Why Peyton's a cokehead now? Why Peyton's doing coke? <laughs> and Anna's kind of chiming in about the whole thing about like girls having sex like guys kind of thing like yep. not caring yep. and not having any real feelings towards it and she's like we get so looked down on when we try and do this kind of thing but it should like it's a double standard it is a double standard and we need to fight that double standard which yes fight that fucking double standard you know what you need to not fight is a mecca fucking Okafor because the boy Scott, they actually get to meet Okafor post game mm-hmm. and do. get him to fucking sign their jersey. And he they tell him that they're both players, but he hopes they're not on the same team because they're at each other's throats about how good their jumper is. A <laughs> mecca Okafor, ladies and gentlemen. Another great guest spot here on One Tree Hill. A mecca fucking Okafor in the ECW font. Oh my goodness. Andy and Karen. Does he get an A plus for this lay session? Oh my God. So 
Andy calls Karen to apologize and she's like he's like no I can come over like I just want to make things right and she's like no I'm going to bed like I'm tired and he's like I'm already here and he's already outside the window (laughs) so he goes in and he explains that yes he had read it earlier on and he was just giving her the grade that she deserved She's like, bullshit, man. I mean, I fucking barely got this in. He's like, maybe it's fucking easier than you thought. Yeah. Because you're that good. You already have you two You run businesses. two businesses. You have a son that, and you were running like these, the one business with a young boy. Mm-hmm. Like, you're already successful. You're just doing this to brush up your skills, basically. Yep. Exactly. And so then, she just undercuts herself a little bit too much. She doesn't have the confidence that she needs. Yeah. And he's trying to give that to her. So this is the first time where I'm actually like, well, maybe Andy's not such a bad guy that he's actually trying to help Karen out here to make her understand that she's a good person and she actually has the skills and needs confidence to go forward. It was really funny, though, because then they start kind of making out. And then and... he's like, hang on. He's like. Where's the print like of the painting that he has? And she's like, it's in the bedroom. Yeah. And then they start stumbling to her room. Yeah. And he's like, is Lucas home? And she's like, no. <laughs> Eventually that little tyke fucking Lucas, you know, that little guy, oh he God. might show up later. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. I was like, oh, finally. Then we get Keith and Jules sitting in front of the open fridge. Eating everything in the fridge. That's not good for the motor, dude. Like, no. Not at all. Like, <laughs> if you want to have to feel like you got to replace your own fucking fridge, just leave it open forever. Yeah. Let all your food spoil and let the motor die on you. That's just yeah. not smart. I mean, if your fridge is a piece of shit and you want it to die anyway so you can get a replacement fridge and have a reason to, I mean... That just makes zero <laughs> sense to me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But they're having a nice little conversation. No, it's not as cool as the conversation they're having at the slumber party because now it's pillow fight! Pillow fight! I love how they start playing Sum 41. They play Sum 41. But it's fucking, obviously Peyton's music. The feathers are flying. Ugh. It's your typical slumber party pillow fight. We're all good in the hood. We're done scissoring. Now we got a pillowing. Oh, my God. That's the way to do it. So now the next morning, it's the HCM test honky-tonk man oh my god no um and then lucas is sees nathan all hooked up and they're like oh yeah you next and he's all like i don't i don't want to do this i don't want to know nope i'd rather risk it he's probably fine anyways thing he doesn't have a girlfriend he has very little family i mean he's kind of seeing anna but yeah that's not going anywhere we all know this yeah so he kind of just bails yeah and doesn't take the test big mistake yeah keith gives jules a key and now so Sean now is I'm like, fucking hang on. staring daggers hang at on. you like you were staring daggers <laughs> at me about the nation of fucking domination. Raise that fist for Farouk no. who beat the shit out of Ahmed Johnson. No. Thank you very much. But you now have a bone to pick with me. Because I do. after this fucking scene, Keith has a key 
He has a gift for Jules, and it's a key to his place because she keeps breaking in with credit cards. So, you know, whatever, oh, let's well, make it easier. May as well have a key. So, what do you have to say for yourself, babe? What what possibly uh, what No, possible it's what thing? do you have to say for yourself, bro? What possible um, thing do you need to bring up about this key situation that amalgamates oh with God. our relationship, dude? So, back when I lived in a certain basement suite, behind our current house literally i'm looking at it right now um (laughs) i had one key for this place and sean worked at the save on foods that was literally down the road but he lived across town and he was always coming over after work and i had a job in aldergrove so sometimes he'd have to drive home and then drive back to come and hang out for the night. Yeah. And that or he would just like sit in front of my place or whatever, like go and do something. That got annoying after a while. So I was like, okay, well, I should maybe get an extra key cut to leave under the doormat. So if say I'm staying at work late and my sister needs to go grab my dog or something so that he's not alone or whatever. Um, Or my parents need to get in or whatever. I have a key there. But also, if Sean is like off work and wants to come over and I'm literally on my way home from work, like he can just let himself in. Well, one day. (laughs) Oh, by the way, this key you left underneath the mat behind the door so i could you know yeah. go under the yeah. mat great you didn't mention that fact that it was under was the mat underneath the mat yeah i did you didn't say that i did say it was under the mat mm. i said i left it under the mat okay either way um, you left it so under the mat so i left I, it under yeah. the mat but but we live in fucking Chilliwack, dude. This fucking mat situation. I mean, it's grimy. It's gross. It rains all the time. I gotta, you know, go under this mat. I'm getting poured on, and it's all grimy and nasty under there. I gotta grab this shitty fucking dirty key and use it to open the door and stuff. This is not it, bro. So we were out one day, and we got back, and. I was grabbing my keys out of my purse or my pocket to go and unlock the door. And Sean just grabs this key from his keychain and unlocks my door. I thought in our creative meeting, I said, we don't need to go there. brother. No, we're going there. So this <laughs> this guy took it upon himself that, nah, this isn't a shared key with your parents and your sister or, and me. It's just my key now. Like I said. Without consulting me. Like I said. This <laughs> key's all under this mat. is all grimy and gross and dirty uh-huh. and shit. And I'm just like, well, let's just, you know, institute it to Cut my key. Cut out the middleman. Cut out the middleman. <laughs> institute it to my keychain. Mainly this key is for me anyways because I'm the one using it the most. And instead of having this nasty, dirty key I have to pick up under the pouring rain all the time. Mm-hmm. Just put it on my keychain. Then it's in my pocket. It's safe. It's not going anywhere. No one's going to take it. It's not dirty. It's not nasty. It's not disgusting. So just an uh-huh. easy, convenient, uh-huh. wonderful way to go about it. And here we are. Not the fact that like six How many weeks, years later? T- gonna be t- two kids later. Yeah. 
an engagement later. So I think I was quite apt in doing that back then because it all fucking worked out. I was just thinking ahead, dude. I was foreshadowing. I was amalgamating our person. I was amalgamating our personalities together before we even realized we had this great connection. I was just ahead of the game, dude. I'm a fucking savant. I'm a psychic. I knew this was all going to happen. Uh I knew when we first started dating that we would be together this long. I knew we would be having two kids together. I knew we would have a house together. I knew we would do a One Tree Hill and wrestling podcast all those years ago. I predicted all this shit. You legit thought you were only going to have your daughter. You did not think you were going to have any more I predicted all this shit. I'm like Nostradamus, dude. Oh, my God. I fucking knew we'd have this One Tree Hill. You were like, I'm a one and done. (laughs) I'm a one and done. I'm never getting married again. Wow. Yeah. They say you can't change a man. Dude, that was a smoke screen, dude. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. They say you can't change a man, but how much have you changed me over the last six years? I mean, I turned you. I've turned you into the guy that was like, I'm never going to work for Save on Foods full time. Never going to have more kids. Never going to have more never kids. Gonna married never again. getting married again. We got Never going to watch Harry Potter. Ne- yeah. <laughs> You've watched Harry Potter. Never going to watch One Tree Hill. <laughs> yeah. You've watched Harry Potter. You've watched One Tree Hill. We're engaged. We have one kid already and another on the way. We have a house together. I work full time in management. At Save on Foods. At Save on Foods. And... We're you? doing a fucking podcast about One Tree Hill yes. now, dude. Yes. You also did get me to like put the idea in my mind to quit working for the hotel business mm-hmm. and start working for TELUS full again. Full-time with TELUS. And how good of a decision that was. Yeah, now I'm a store manager. And now you're a fledging, full-force, die-hard wrestling fanatic who even does her own die podcast. Die-hard wrestling Who even fanatic? does her okay. own podcast about wrestling. I'll tell you what. People who don't like wrestling don't do podcasts about wrestling, dude. Continue with the episode. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you very much. Uh, so now the girls are waking up from their sugar comas. And they're fucking pillow feathers all over the place (laughs) yeah scissors everywhere scissors oh my god (laughs) so they're getting up and they're having fun and talking together the next morning and brooke officially welcomes anna to the group yeah amazingly enough brooke actually welcomes another fucking scissor bitch to the scissor party and i don't know i am not having anna at all i don't know she just She's just kind of there. She doesn't really mean anything to me as a character. She's just Felix's lame-ass sister. That's all she is. Just you wait, bro. I care. Just you wait, bro. Uh, Holiday. Holiday. Oh, my God. Yes, we get to the... It's a nice day for a holiday. The boys are on their way back, and... Ice cream day. Lucas and Nathan are talking about the HCM test, and then to cut the awkwardness, they turn on the music. Holiday. (laughs) And then they're, like, laughing about it and singing it, and And they're singing it together. They're doing fucking carpool karaoke with Dr. Cosmos, fucking holiday. It was so funny. Holiday. day. Now, we get this weird montage. <laughs> what Rick, is, uh, the fucking I know, you hate end these, of episode montages, dude. You oh, know what? It God. just kind of like 
you know the ties only, things in the only montage i would appreciate it's the final thoughts the only montage in this show by the end of it that i'll appreciate is on the season finale they show an hour-long montage of all the car accidents that happen in the show now that's a you montage series finale not season finale sure <laughs> that's a montage i can get behind dude oh because God. that isn't even an hour montage by the end of it that's going to be like a six hour montage of all uh, the fucking car accidents that we're going to see in tree hill even though only 36 people out of the 47 actually have cars so rick leaves a voicemail for peyton saying they need to talk Ooh. he's pissed about the fact that he's not allowed a trick now mm. Haley is listening to the song that she's recorded with Chris Keller, and she's thinking about that time that they had while they were recording. Yeah. And then Nathan walks home or walks in the door, and the song is kind of playing, and she just slams the laptop shut. Nathan's Here's, laptop. Yeah. Nathan's laptop. Obviously, Nathan can go on that laptop whenever he wants. So, do you think he's going to find the song? Possible. Lucas almost walks in on his mom and Andy. That little tight, he's getting home from school. He just got off the school bus and he's fucking just his little guy and he's finding out that his mom's banging fucking a $50 million fucking dude. Well, and then they're like joking around in bed and she's like, oh, professor. Yeah. It was like, yeah. oh boy. And Lucas is like, oh shit. That really went down. <laughs> Anna and Felix are talking and Felix or Anna saying to Felix, like, you're being a real asshole. And Felix is like, and she's like, you don't care. And he's like, actually, I do care. Uh, Felix has caught feelings. We all knew he had feelings for Brooke this entire time. That's the only girl he's ever paid any fucking attention to this entire time he's been around. Yeah. Brooke gets home to her single bed. (laughs) And Nathan gets the call no honky tonk man for nathan oh my god no, no hypotrophic HCM. fucking cardiomyopathy either yeah and we end the episode mm-hmm. on that fact shitty montage to end it oh my god you and your fucking where's, where's shitty the fuck, montage where's the fuck car accident montage oh that's all god. i want to know bro chill the fuck out dollar sign 3.56 not bad not it's okay bad. It was okay. Better than some episodes in this season. You know what? I actually like this episode. It was nice having right. that slumber party mm. kind of thing. It was, I don't know. They're instituting Anna into the group. Yeah, could have done without Anna, but the I'd girls like so. having their little like cokehead, like yeah, you whatever bitch, shit. You that was like funny. Time, I like that. You fucking this, that, and the other. The arguing yeah. and then the girl talk. And I like, was all about a Mecca fucking Okafor, honestly. That was the best part. See, the thing is, is I'm like, because I've been like a girl doing girl talk been at a slumber party. a girl party. before, but not But anymore. like in high school. Sure. So it's like, it like, it brought back some memories. Oh, kind of crazy shit went on at your fucking slumber parties talking about boys oh yeah (laughs) what other crazy shit went down at your slumber parties um actually one one time i think it was more in middle school uh me and deanna made a time capsule 
Oh, yeah, I remember that. I actually have it in our closet. Yeah, I remember you opened it up a little while ago. Yeah. Yeah. We had like this like a shoe, shoe box. box. Or so. Yeah. And we like yeah. drew all over it. Time capsule. It. And we had like this string to tie it together and like random shit in there, like a bracelet. And like. wonder what other shows do time capsules. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an all right episode. I don't know. I enjoyed the pay-per-view more, quite obviously. Because One Tree Hill doesn't have Stone Cold Steve Austin, dude. It doesn't have The Undertaker. It doesn't have The Heart Foundation. It doesn't have the leader of the nation, Farouk himself. Do they have jewels? Eventually, wrestling will have jewels. <laughs> well, that's a little ways down the road, dude. Currently, they don't have jewels. Dude, so. there was three wrestling-related people who died this past week. Yeah. Terry Funk, who mm-hmm. was in the 97 Royal Rumble. Yeah, uh, Velvet did a shout-out for him. Terry Funk's a fucking legend. She always does for when wrestlers die. She always does like a little... Or people who are like within the wrestling business in some way. Yep. Trainers, whatever. She always so, does sh- like shout-outs for Major them. rest in peace and, you know... Just love goes out to Terry Funk, who is in the mm-hmm. 97 Royal Rumble that we have seen and also becomes character a little bit later on in our arc, too. Uh, so, you know, condolences to him and his uh, his family and friends and major, majorly condolences to fucking Wyndham Rotunda, otherwise known as Bray Wyatt, who passed away the other day as well, too. Super sad, 36 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy had the aura of an Undertaker-like character. Like, if there was a today's version of The Undertaker, this is the guy. Mm. And uh, had hella characters, former world champion, amazing on the mic. I read something that, it, like, he had had COVID He had recently. COVID, uh, and then he had a heart attack, unfortunately. Because uh, he never, like, fully com- recovered complications from it. complications from it and passed away, yeah. sadly. Long COVID Leaves or something. past uh, Jojo, his wife, who's a former ring announcer, and his two kids as well, too. So Aww, very, very sad. sad. We love him, and we love his dad, too. Uh, Mike Rotenda, who was IRS, who teamed with <laughs> the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Uh, so condolences go out to... Wyndham Rotunda and his family and friends. And then yesterday, yes, also wrestling related, Bob fucking Barker, 99 years old, former host for 30 plus years of Price is Right in Happy Gilmore, and also did a Price is Right segment on Monday Night Raw with Chris Jericho and a bunch of other wrestlers. Wrestling related, Bob Barker also passed away. So after Terry Funk and, and Bray Wyatt passed away days apart, like one day after another, I said, "These things run in three. What's the next wrestling related person?" Bob fucking Barker. Yeah, Sean's like, yeah, Bob Barker died, and I was like, I don't know who that is. How the fuck? <laughs> I get your whole no cable shit, but dude, Bob Barker's a fucking legend. Yeah, and but- anybody out there listening to this podcast, Sans Aaron, of course, who had cable as a kid, if you ever stayed home sick from school, this is the fucking schedule. You wake up, you find out you're sick, you get your parents to call in sick for you for school, and then you stay home while you eat crackers, eat soup, drink ginger ale, and watch Prices Right. Jerry Springer and Mari Povich. Nah, so when I was sick, we would have crackers with peanut butter and jam, mushroom soup with crackers. Chicken noodle soup, dude. Nah, mushroom. I was all about the mushroom soup. Chicken noodle soup for sickies and ginger ale. And 
and we would watch Disney movies or Pixar movies. Yeah. Bob Barker, he is the host of every sick day for any child. Like I was saying, like last night, we like because we didn't have cable till I was 12. And then once we had it, it was like I just anything that was on was either weird or I didn't understand it or whatever. Like I was 12. I would rather just watch a movie. I'd rather go to the video store and rent a movie. I didn't really watch it. The only reason we got it was for my grandmother who is the one that had the hospital style bed in my room that was handed down to me after she died. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I really didn't start watching TV or like watching TV shows other than like renting them from the video store until Netflix. Unreal. Cause <laughs> complete opposite side of the coin. I was raised on TV, dude. TV raised me. Yeah, no. (laughs) Wrestling raised me. Much like all these listeners out there in podcast land. You watched it, 1997 Monday Night Raw. You watched it, One Tree Hill, back in the day. You were raised on cable, just like I was. And we love cable. Not so much anymore, because most TV shows suck nowadays but at least back in 97 and 2004 we had a couple good shows that we can amalgamate together and make a fucking podcast for in 2023 dude so here we are tree hill wrestling federation podcast at tree hill wf dot podcast on the instagram on the tiktoks almost we're almost eclipsing a hundred thousand views on our tiktok so we're not doing too bad with it i like it a lot getting the likes getting the falls getting the subscribes and we appreciate and love every single one of you and we also want to give you stickers so make sure we'd like you to buy stickers yes yes for 316 (laughs) there'll be a specialty sale on march 16th next year for stickers there'll be three cents and or you could pay 16 cents it's up to you obviously people would rather play pay three cents or they could pay 19 cents three cents plus 16 cents Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> you can also listen to us on all podcast streaming services, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast, Deezer. Did I say Apple Podcast? Sure. <laughs> Baby brain is really getting to me now, dude. I need a list in front of me to like check off. <laughs> yes, you do, brother. Because I'm, I'm getting confused. I forget what I said two seconds ago. Like, that's the problem. Yeah, that's right. As long yeah. as you remember that what we do on this podcast is fucking amalgamate the worlds of oh One Tree God. Hill in the World Wrestling Federation. Until next week, I bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch. Holiday is the best day.